The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the February 9th edition of the Roto-World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down all of the trade deadline talk and some Thursday action. Learned a lot yesterday in a small six-game night, but obviously the headlines were all about the trade deadline, or really, lack thereof. I thought... A lot of people will talk about the Cavs and the Lakers, but I honestly thought the biggest takeaway for me, especially from a fantasy side of this, was what up, tankers? Where you at? I mean, nobody that really was at the top of the lottery standings, if you will, did anything. Uh, Besides the Magic, which, mad props to not only make your team worse, I get it, Alfred's not a great player, but Alfred Alfred Payton is better than the third point guard you would bring on your team, you know? depth is an issue and they give him to a team that needed a point guard really bad so you help the team that you're competing for lottery rankings with so that's hanky would be proud of that uh i i love that that was my my under the radar favorite move i'm not a peyton guy but if you are just quickly on peyton you kind of hit the jackpot um this is a great spot for him a team that's really short on talent we know Devin booker's banged up they're gonna probably limit him he's day-to-day he could play really soon he could play after the All-Star break, whatever it is. But, yeah, but just quickly on Peyton. There was a good chance he was dealt. Obviously, the Magic aren't going to pay him. So, um, yeah, you really lucked out um, for him to go to Phoenix. Couldn't have asked for it to be any better. Um, just quickly to wrap up that, you're dropping Eulis, you're dropping Josh Gray. That's kind of it. Um, yeah, nothing, no one else really changes. Peyton's not a big high-usage guy. So, TJ Warren, all that stuff. Um, we'll talk about that another time. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. So, again, all those guys we've been stashing, all those Clippers, yes, Boban is still not freed, Wayne Selden, Andrew Harrison, all these guys that we've been talking about because we all assumed that the Grizzlies were going to unload guys, and they didn't. And apparently, according to Zach Lowe, the Wizards offered two second-round picks for Tyreek. And I don't, like, okay, that's the best you can do. Take it. You know, if you don't need this thing and someone's giving you something for it, take it. Um, like if you, if you have a, you know, that's why people, what, at the grocery store, you see the manager's special, right? And they keep dropping the prices. It's like, all right, you make the lowest offer you think that's worthwhile, and they throw it out. So just, you know, give them away, whatever. But, um, I, I just, I was stunned by that. That was really the big shocking thing to me. So again, you're dropping like every Grizzly except for Marcus and Tyreek, obviously, I think J. Mike's a drop. Dylan Brooks is okay, but based on guys gaining value, uh, like honestly, I don't even hate the idea of picking up the unicorn at um, Luke Cornett, who we'll talk about in a little bit, um, over Brooks. He's just not enough high upside now with the Reek coming back. His upside's capped even more. So maybe he gets bought out. Who knows? But yeah, anyways. 
So yeah, all those stashes. Um, the ma- Well, the Magic actually gained value. We'll talk about them. And yeah, uh, the Mavs, we talked about possibly stashing. The Hawks, we possibly talked about stashing. Tyler Dorsey, who played well last night. We'll talk about him in a second. But yeah, all those bad team stashes that we've been talking about for like two weeks didn't pan out, man. It's such a bummer, but it's all good. We got a good crop of pickups. And really, I would say the three guys that gained the most value of pickups last night are George Hill, Josh Hart, and DJ Augustine. So I want to talk about them first and talk about George Hill, who has his faults. Um, We know he is not going to play a lot of minutes. We know he's hurt all the time, and we know he's not going to handle the ball. But he doesn't need a lot of usage, and he actually has a really nice role here for on both sides of the ball. Two, one main, the main thing about George Hill is he has been a very good catch-and-shoot three-point guy in his whole career. So running it down from since NBA track catch-and-shoot, so starting with 2013-14 going down to 20, going down to this season, you got 40.7, 39.7, 44.6, 39.7, and 47.1 on 87 attempts this season. So you got LeBron. Again, LeBron's the best kickout passer, in my opinion, of all time. So getting George Hill in that role. And George Hill, I feel like he's money in the left corner during his pacer days. He was always hitting stuff in the left corner. So LeBron who kind of drives right to left a lot. It really drives anywhere. Uh, I could see Hill hitting a lot of threes if he can stay healthy and keep, you know, play well. He hasn't been quite as effective, but yeah. And also the Cavs don't run as much spot-ups as you think. I think they're 21st in spot-up plays, so they'll have to integrate that a little bit more. Obviously, the personnel could be different. So adding someone like George Hill can maybe help them run those plays more. Um, He's 98th percentile on spot-up plays this year. He's 98th percentile on handoff plays, which they're not really going to run a lot in Cleveland, but good stuff for him. And also the best thing, too, on defense, he's an 85th percentile pick-and-roll defender. So we know the Cavs get attacked on PNR a lot. So Hill's been pretty good in that role. So, yeah, he looks like a, a good pickup. Um, I would drop a lot of people for him. I don't I, I don't like the term must-add because I know a lot of you guys play shallow. But um, someone actually asked me a good question just before it came on. Uh, dropping D'Angelo Russell for George Hill. And I think I might do that. Like, if I'm sitting there in 7th or 6th and I'm fighting for my life for a playoff spot, then as I think George Hill will be better in the next three weeks than D'Angelo will be. But after that, kind of all bets are off. So if you can't afford it, um, yeah. But Hill should be good. It's just a matter of him being um, durable and finding and, you know, adapting to the system, which he's, you know, he can take time to adapt. So... And being a secondary, even tertiary ball handler, depending who's out there, um, let him eat while Kevin Love's out. So I don't think Clarkson will affect him. They could play him next to him. You know, J.R. Smith, who's been hot lately, can affect him too. But yeah, um, again, big win from for George Hill to finally get somewhere. Again, probably the best spot, especially with all the players they traded away. We'll talk about those in a second. Um, Josh Hart, he's been so good. I like him the most. Um, I'll wait till we get to that. And then DJ Augustine, I want to talk about first. Um, before we go into the each pick, um, big, big winner. He had a big game yesterday, and he really ate in the fourth quarter. Uh, he played 10.1 minutes in the fourth quarter, nine points, three assists, two rebounds. Um, big use. They ran through so much through him yesterday. He had 19 DFS points in the fourth. Uh, so uh, he really cleaned up for you late, but... 
it, like in the first three quarters, I was super discouraged because they were running Jonathan Simmons a lot of high pick and roll and all that, and DJ was kind of just chilling. And they also had Mario Hazonia bring up the ball a little bit, Fournier as well. So it wasn't looking good, but really the fourth quarter took over. So I'm not quite buying the DJ Augustine we saw last night, which was, what, 18 points, 9 assists, 3 boards, yep. Um, and what else? I think he had like a steal and a couple threes. Yep, two steals and two threes. That's what it was. Three. Yep. Uh, so no turnovers too. Five of fourteen. So big usage in thirty-five minutes. So yeah, pick him up. But like, if you pick them up and someone's like rats, I missed out on them. I would probably start to sell high if you can. Do the old two for one. Cause he's not going to be that good. Don't forget the Magic are razor thin right now without Gordon. Booch is coming back very soon. So post break, DJ is probably going to lose minutes. Don't forget that. Bogle goes hot hand. He's gone hot hand, whether it be Shelvin Mack, Alfred Payton, who we saw really kind of tumble. But, um, yeah. And also another stat, 107 minutes. DJ Augustine has played next to Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, and Evan Fournier. In that time, per 36, you're looking at 9.8 points, 2.0 boards, 7.1 assists is very good. 0.7 trays on 41% from the field. So, that's kind of where you're at. I mean, I'm probably thinking when all those guys get healthy, you're probably thinking like 12 points, four and a half assists, two boards, under around a steal-ish, and 1.23 and for not getting the line a lot, and you know, four, around 40% from the field. That's okay. You know, it's probably like top 85. So, yeah, um, we'll see what the Magic do with other guys. Maybe they sign a Julie guy to give them run, but. Uh, a little worried that they're going to be um, tanking, right? To to trade Elford like that for nothing. Um, you know, second round pick, and the Suns had like four second round picks or something. The Suns have a ton of picks, uh, potentially three first from the Bucks being protected, and they have the Heat pick as well from the Dragic deal. Okay, so let's get into the big, big piece of the pie yesterday, and that was the Lakers, Jazz, and Kings and Cavs, uh, a whole lot going on here. So to sum it all up, we'll just do it team by team. Talked about George Hill for a second. Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, and Rodney Hood are all also going there. So Clarkson, probably a loser here. Um, you know, come off the second unit, the Cavs are going to be pretty thin. He and Rodney Hood are going to have to play off each other, and it's a little discouraging. So yeah, I'd probably drop him. Like he's not, he's yeah, he's more of a drop. Like, if, if you see him trending down and you have him and there's nothing appealing on your wire right now, or if you want to cut him now, um, yeah, uh, I'm down to drop him. Larry Nance is kind of a hold because he had a lot of guys who could take his minutes. He's probably not going to play a big-time run, but he's probably going to get 21 with 22 minutes. He's not going to score at all. He's going to need to fill it up on defense. And we, we know Larry Nance is a guy who's been pretty good on picking up defensive stats. But to tie to that, the Lakers are really fast. So faster pace, sloppier basketball, more steals, more blocks, so on. So, yeah, again, he's, he's a hole. I, I would I would pretty much, if he's out there and need a big man, sure, pick him up. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not really counting on him too much. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. You know, some guys who just, just click with, with new rules, LeBron can make players better, right? And there's an opportunity now with Kevin Love. So while Love's out, maybe he does some damage. Rodney Hood's a loser. I uh, thought he was really finding a nice groove in the second unit. Uh, again, he's going to have to play with LeBron. Uh, Clarkson's going to take a lot of shots. He's in a, t- a more talented second unit offensively. 
Um, so he's a slight loser. I, I'd wait and see how it goes again. I think LeBron could definitely make some guys better, and we'll see what they do. Maybe he eats into J.R. Smith more than they thought. Maybe they were just doing a total remake, and they. I wouldn't be surprised. Like J.R. was so bad like three weeks ago, but we'll see. Talked about Hill. Lakers, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, you. I don't know. I know the Lakers said that we're, quote, planning to keep him, but it doesn't make much sense, especially with a couple things. So their their new starting unit, which has Brandon Ingram at the point guard spot, KCP, Josh Hart, Julius Randle, and Brooke Lopez, they've been really good. They've started the last four games together, and they've won all four of them, and their offense has been just beasting. 114 offensive rating, a plus 4.7 net rating, playing 20 minutes a game together. I don't really see how you want to break that up right now. We know they don't have their pick, so but they really want to see how Hart and Ingram can explode into a role. They really want to see what kind of ceilings these guys have. Uh, Kuzma off the bench as well, so I just don't get it. You know, you're not you're not gonna are you gonna looking to re-sign him next year? I don't think so. You're not gonna. I don't like talk about deadline losers. Um, Isaiah, right? Um, potential buyout candidate. Who would have thought, right? But point being, I love I love Hart. Uh, this guy just does so many things. He didn't shoot the ball too well yesterday. Didn't shoot the ball too much yesterday. But uh, he's getting more involved in the passing game. Obviously, we saw him post the double doubles. I know Tommy had a pretty killer stat. Forget what it was. Um, but yeah, it's double doubles all the time. Um, they they've been calling him Josh Barkley. I hear <laughs> at the Lakers practice because he rebounds so well. Uh, again, Lakers system is is a profitable system for really threes as well and blocks and steals. And we've seen him go for an average of two combined blocks and steals over the last three. So he is just stuffing the stat sheet right now. Uh, this guy's a 46% shooter from the field, down from the line, but I believe he's trending up. So, yeah, I really, I really like him a lot. Uh, yeah, 75% from the line, super small sample. But, yeah, he'll be probably like 44, 72 with 13, 12 points, probably six and a half boards, almost like Avery Bradley, man. (laughs) He may be the new Avery, the the Boston Celtics version of Avery Bradley. So I definitely think Hart has to be owned again. This team, they want to play him. Um, We've been, we've been on the Hart train. I have him in my 30 deep league. I've drafted him. So uh, a little biased. I do have to add that. Okay. So other than that, Isaiah, again, you're obviously owning him, but it's kind of a TBD. Uh, he'll be all right. They said that Lonzo Ball is their starting point guard. And also, uh, Sam Amick from USA Today had a really good point. So KCP could come off the bench, but keep in mind, he goes. Th- uh, his agency is Clutch Sports. Rich Paul, LeBron James, same agent. So you don't want to make Rich Paul mad at you, so maybe they keep KCP in the lineup, which means they want to bring Isaiah off the bench. So it's a dicey situation, but and also, I mean, you don't want to take Josh Hart out of the lineup, man. He's been just great. Uh, again, when they're winning games, Luke Walton, there were there were rumors he's losing his job. So to see him really turning on with the roster that he has right now is is just proof that there's a reason why this guy was a Coach of the Year candidate a couple years ago when the Warriors couldn't lose games when Kerr was out with his back problem. But yeah, so I I love Josh Hart. Uh, another sneaky winner from this Lakers thing is Brooke Lopez. We were talking about cutting him uh, a couple weeks ago, and a lot of people did. 
And he got a big boost yesterday with Nance going bye-bye because it looks like Randall's going to play mostly four now. And Brooke played 33 minutes yesterday, 19.6 assists, two boards. Like, And he wants to stay in L.A., according to Ramona Shelburne of ESPN. So, yeah, Brooke's a huge winner. I mean, you could say, among guys that are already owned, you could say he's one of the biggest winners of the day. Um, yeah, um, I don't really see other guys taking his minutes. Zubats is still really rough around the edges. They may play him. I don't really think they're going to. But, yeah, um, winner there. Kuzma, another winner. Not having Larry Nance around to take minutes at the four. Again, also really helps him. Ingram also, I think, benefits as well. No more Clarkson. Again, IT will see what they do with him. He's hurt. Uh, or is he? We don't know what's up. But he hasn't been playing like Isaiah we saw last year that was fifth in MVP voting. So, uh, Randall, also another winner. Again, nobody's going to take his minutes. He's going to be there. They're going to play him. So, yeah, pretty much every Laker uh, that's still on the roster, I think, was a winner yesterday. And we'll see what happens if Lonzo Ball comes back. But obviously no rush. Um, he's report kind of not officially out until the All-Star break with an MCL sprain. But they won't be rushing him back either with the other guys kind of groove. So that covers the Lakers. To the Cavs, we kind of we covered them already. Uh, Jazz, I'm not, I, I don't care about Jay Crowder. Pretty much just chalk his good play up to Brad Stevens. You got to prove me wrong there. I think Royce O'Neal is sneaky. He's played tremendous ball lately. Um, so you look at the the net overall differential on minutes that are coming and going. You see Joe Johnson go and Rodney Hood go, and you only see Jay Crowder come in. So that means Royce O'Neal is going to have to pick up minutes. He he plays. Jay Crowder's not taking Joe Johnson and Rodney Hood's minutes. So, yeah, I, I, I'm big on Royce O'Neal. I think he can be super sneaky. He's been the staff filler, and it gets a lot of easy buckets, a lot of cuts and stuff. So keep an eye on him in deep leagues. I won't be surprised if he gets super hot. Um, but, yeah, like I'd, I'd rather own him over Jay Crowder, um, I, think, I, I think. Kings pretty much just solidifies most guys. We'll see if they still bench. Garrett Temple, probably less likely now with Malachi Richardson also out of the mix. He went to Toronto. Uh, and then obviously George Hill's gone. But now your De'Aaron Foxes, your Buddy Heald, your Bogdans, those guys all get a little boost. So if you've been kind of ad-dropping those guys in whatever league depth you're in, you may want to hold on to them a little bit longer. Okay, so other deals that went down yesterday. Uh, also just to talk about the Cavs. So they're going to start Jose Calderon, J.R., the Jedi, <laughs> Jedi Osman's gonna start. Apparently, he who uh, I should have talked about this. Who would have thought that Jedi Osman was gonna be the guy that sent Dwayne Wade backing? Because <laughs> that's what they were saying. But yeah, and also I should mention too, who is Wade gonna hurt? Right, he's gonna come off the bench today, from what I just saw. But um, I don't really think that he's gonna be hurting your studs, your Jay Riches, your Drogiches. Your white sides, those guys are fine, but he is gonna probably hurt Tyler Johnson. Wayne Ellington is probably a draw. I think Wayne Ellington's probably the biggest loser on that one. Um, so I'm down to drop Wayne for pretty much any of these like any of these guys I mentioned. Um, yeah, Tyler's a loser. I think James Johnson. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a loser. Um, like we've been saying, we hope he comes back after the All Star break looking a little bit better, but. Yeah, so. <sighs> okay, moving on to the other smaller deals. Yes, so there was a three-way deal 
with it was interesting. It was Emmanuel Moutier to New York, Devin Harris to Denver, and McBuckets, Doug McDermott to Dallas to be with his high school buddy Harrison Barnes, Harry B. And Bobby Carell was one of the Mavs writers. I saw him citing some good stuff about how McBuckets fits in the Dallas system, which he kind of does, uh, especially if he plays with Berea. So you're not adding him, obviously, but you're dropping Max Kleber in a deep league. I Dwight Powell's hot right now. I think Dwight Powell's, like we said last weekend too, Dwight Powell looks great. That move to the starting lineup really got him going. He did benefit yesterday more so than we thought because no Harry B. So I'm not buying that, what was it, 18 9 and uh, 18 6, 2 assists and 2 steals in 31 minutes. I'm not buying that. But he shoots the ball well. I think I'm buying like 13, 7, 1 and a half combined defensive stats on good percentages. And that's pretty valuable. So depending how your team's built, I would definitely give him a look. Like if you really value percentages, Dwight could be a guy for you. But uh, West stayed put. So other guys that you may have been thinking of game, like Yogi Ferrell is more of a drop than anything. Um yeah, and we saw Kyle Collinsworth play minutes. He's pretty much picked up Devin Harris's role. I think that's kind of the plan there. You're not adding him, of course. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm interested on Moody. I picked him up in a couple deeps just because we know he's a high-usage player. We know he's going to probably do a lot of things in New York. They traded for him for a reason, right? And Denver said all the right things about him, which I like to hear about him going. So, yeah, um, see what he can do. You're, I'm just dropping Jared Jack. Uh, I, I don't really see how you keep him on your team. Uh, I, I just don't see how he can keep it going. Like, if, if Jared Jack's making a difference for you right now, then you're in a very deep league. Because, uh, yeah, he's been fine. He is. But I don't expect him to be any better than he has been. So, um, yeah, he's he's been just, yeah, he's not good. So, I would drop him. But I don't even know where I'm going with that. Frankie Lakina again, not good, man. He's got to show us something here. We keep talking about him as a stash, and he's just not. I, I just don't see it. Um, he got pulled again yesterday. Like, yeah, stop him. But yeah, if I had to pick, if I had to rank these guys, I'd probably go. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay just sitting this out. Uh, this is not going to be a fun position to, to battle with. So, but I guess if you wanted to, I'd probably go Moutier. Jack, Lila Keener, Burke, and like, I'd rather own the Unicorn over any of those guys in a vacuum. So, we'll get to him in a second, too. But, um, Jameer to the Pistons, that's going to kind of hold him over until they get Reggie Jackson back. Not really much of a thing there. The Ennis thing, no big deal. Dante Cunningham, no big deal. Vonley, interesting because apparently they're going to play the kids. That's also another takeaway. We saw that the, the Bulls front office was saying they're going to play. Cameron Payne, Felicio, and who am I forgetting? Zipster uh, more. So that means you're probably dropping your Robin Lopez's and other guys. Um, that the, I still think Justin Holiday's okay, but I won't be surprised if Holiday trends down, though. If you see Holiday starting to tick down to the 20s, this guy's volume dependent. So definitely a guy I would consider. As a drop, if he start again, I wouldn't proactively drop him like I was saying with other guys I mentioned earlier, um, Clarkson or whatever it is. But just keep an eye on that. 
and talked about Malachi and Bruno Caboclo. How funny is it that like the probably the two biggest projects that we've seen go in the first round are Papianis. You could probably throw Thon Maker in there too, and Bruno Caboclo. And just a quick side story. So when we do the NBA drafts, I always kind of get us ready because we get pick every five minutes, especially second round. I write all this stuff to prepare us to make sure that we have it. We can put all the information in and we just kind of go probably do about 65, 70 guys, right? Just so I make sure we get most of the guys that are going to get picked. If we don't use it, we're probably going to use that stuff that I wrote when guys are undrafted free agents. So we usually use it, but the only player that we didn't, we didn't even, and we usually put like a hundred guys in the system. So we don't have to put all their height, weight, all this stuff. We, we prefer the drafts a big week for us. Right? So, the only player that went in the first round since I've been working here since, I don't even know, like five, six years, whatever it is, the only player we didn't have in the system was Bruno Caboclo like for first round. We, we were like, who the heck is this guy? So um, it was crazy. Uh, that's just uh, a memorable, one of my most memorable moments for work. Just thought I'd share that story with you guys. But it's a sad day, man. Both him and Papa John, Papa Giannis are gone. Um We'll see what happens. I don't really think they have much of an NBA career at this point. Um, just chalk up Vladi. And like I said earlier, before the Kings got it fixed, I said this a couple times, I feel like Vladi just had just, I want international players. That was like his brand. And it kind of didn't work out. It did for Bogdan, though. So props for that. But Kings are coming around, man. They're, they're doing a little bit better. But anyways, okay, so that's kind of it. Not talking about Babbitt and O'Carroll White. I think that's kind of it there. Let's go over some Thursday action again. There was a, kind of a lot we learned. I talked about DJ Augustine again. He's more, probably one of the biggest pickups of the day. Um, besides him in this game. the Oh, okay. So the, the Hawks. Interesting stuff here. Ursan di- didn't close. Plumley obviously didn't close. And Bazemore didn't close. That struck me. He played poorly. Had four fouls, four turnovers. Wasn't his, he was one of his bad Bays games. We see this a lot. So I hope this doesn't become a trend because Tyler Dorsey closed over him. Um, I don't know if they're just rewarding him because they're gonna lose, he's going to lose minutes when Marker comes back or whatever it was. But I'm not worried about Bays yet. I am worried about Ersan. I would just straight drop him right now um, or in case you missed this too. Mark Stein reported, and someone else did too, that he doesn't want to get bought out. Obviously, he didn't want to get traded. Um, teams are after him. Stretch four, right? Always good to have a stretch four on your bench. But he wanted to stay put. And, yeah, they may just cut his minutes. So, you can't blame him. And this guy's been traded so many times. So, uh, he has a family. And he has like at least one kid. I've seen pictures. I've seen sounds creepy. But, uh, yeah, drop our son. Like, pick up the unicorn or something like that. Um Terrain Prince looks pretty good. Again, been really up and down. So if they do cut Ursan and they do cut other guys, even if they cut Bazemore, I think Prince is a guy you want on your roster. Schroeder's fine. We'll see if he holds up, but he looks good. John Collins on his way up. Definitely pick him up. Corner, he's, he's shooting the ball well from three. He gets wide open looks in the corners. Um, he is, his last, I think he's like 6 of 12 in his last whatever it was. He's been pretty decent lately. So, Yeah. Um, he's basically having a double-double in his last two. 26 minutes in his last two games also. he's He should be free. I want to see him play more center. I've talked about this before. And that hasn't happened. So we'll see what if they stick with Deadman or whatever they do. you think they would have got something for Deadman. 
But um, yeah, and dead. Also, by the way, I should mention too. So the closing lineup was Deadman, Collins, Prince, Dorsey, and Schroeder. So thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, and and Deadman's a pickup. Like if Deadman was dropped, he's not. He's not a high class pickup, but yeah, um, I'm down. Or if if he's on the waiver wire, he's still on the waiver wire. Probably leave him uh, and take a higher upside guy and see if it works out. More of a mystery because we kind of know what Deadman's going to be. It's going to be, you know, that old eight and seven, um, close to a block, close to a three, surprisingly, um, kind of guy. So took eight threes yesterday. Imagine that, right? Um, so yeah, that, that covers them. Again, we talked about the magic. I think Jonathan Simmons is going to be really good. Uh, he was encouraging in the first quarter, but really kind of fell off for whatever reason. Only finished with 13 points, one board, one assist, one three, 34 minutes. Um, usage went away in the second half. Fournier is fine. Him not trading is great news. Beyond was a drop, so uh, proactively drop him. He's been outstanding, better than anyone could have thought, but you know, no loyalty in fantasy, right? So cut him for anybody, really. I Booch was questionable yesterday. Going to be back any day now. So, you know, yeah, maybe you get two more games out of him, but to miss an opportunity on someone who could help you in March and April, it's not, it's not worth it. Just, you know, lose those two games. Um, I can't think of a scenario that would matter there. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Mario's good. Big usage. Handled the ball, like I said earlier. So he's a lukewarm pickup. He's not in that high class. Hearts, DJs, Hills, but he should be all right. Um, Gordon, again, I don't think he's going to play till the All-Star break. Still some overlap yesterday. I think about eight eight minutes, something along. Eight, pretty decent amount of minutes they overlapped. Did not close. Another takeaway was Vogel played his starters a lot. <laughs> he played him. Um, 24 minutes, which is, again, that's Thibodeau territory. So those, that's good news for DJ. Uh, again, big, 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 big night for DJ last night. Um, better than I, I would have, anybody would have thought, right? So not buying that. Again, if, if you could flip him, man, I, I would try to. I don't think DJ's going to be as great as he was yesterday. Uh, Ryan's also with me. Jonas is more bullish on DJ, I, I know. Um I think Steve is too. Ryan and I are like anti-DJ. We, we've, we've seen him play. He's had runs before. Like that time with the Pistons, he was really good. So he'll be all right. Again, he'll be worth owning, but I don't think he's going to be like when you're your league or anything. But yeah, that's kind of it. You're not. Wandu's interesting. I don't think they're going to really unleash him, but he's been playing more partly because of the Gordon thing and also now because of the Alfred Payton thing. Again, when they're not going to overlap Mac and... DJ as much, there's going to be more minutes. So, more minutes on the wing. Okay, so moving on to, again, the star of the night for the Deep Leagues, the Unicornets. I, I love that nickname. I did not come up with it, but I, I will do my best to make it a, a, one, a brand new beat writer for um, the Reds for the Athletic and the Bergen Record, I think. He used to cover the Jets back in the day. He did a pretty good job. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Mike V something. But props to him for, for coming up with that. We're definitely rolling with the Unicornet for a while. Baller, dude. 11 points, 10 boards, 4 blocks, 3 threes in 22 minutes. Not garbage time special. He checked in for O'Quinn. He took all the backup center minutes. We know O'Quinn doesn't play big minutes. We know the Knicks aren't very good. We know they want to lose games. Not really, but they kind of do. So... I mean, pick him up, man. Pick him up. If you have somebody that you're like, why do I still have this guy on my team... 
and you want some new blood. It's like I always, it's it's so fun to have a guy that nobody knew and is making an impact for you. Jeremy Lin, like the year we had Lin Sanity. I I love that. And I think Cornette could be the guy, man. This guy's a legit shooter. He was open. He took seven threes yesterday. Again, the blocks are huge. He's a monster. He's seven one. We know what Kylo Quinn is. Play this dude. Uh, we know Cantor's not out for too long with this mouth surgery. So, but yeah, man, I'm down. I got him in my thirty man. I got him in a couple others. I want to see what's up. Again, the, the, they just lost Porzingis. This team needs somebody to watch, and they need someone to kind of galvanize and motivate the fan base to watch it's just such a heartbreaking blow so I'm down for the, the unicorn it uh, talked about the guard situation Hardaway Jr's cold right now so um yeah weather the storm there um the blizzard I guess if since it's cold it'll be all right Beasley is in that top notch of pickups we kind of knew this um him not being traded is huge no he's not like I said in his board yesterday he don't want to buy out. <laughs> he wants to go somewhere where he can shoot the rock as much as he can, and that's in New York. So I think he likes it there. I don't really think he's a ring chasing kind of a guy. So yeah, um, BZ's gonna be great. Um, I could see him being a difference making pickup um, more so than like his floor is higher than anyone I've said before. Hart Hill, whatever it is. Toronto, DeLon's back, baby. Third round value over his last three games. I'm always kind of buying on DeLon whenever he goes off. Caveat, if you are not on Team DeLon, it was garbage time related. Um, but like I said in Lowry's blurb, the second unit's killing the Raptors starters kind of twofold because, one, they're creating bigger leads and keep them staying in for longer. And then, two, those bigger leads are creating the garbage time to create that time going away. So, just to be clear, Lowry's fine, DeRozan's fine, Valachunas is playing really well lately, um, Serge is fine, kind of fizzled out from that hot stretch we had, we saw him where he was posting like second, third round value, but hey, um, yeah, Van Vliet's also been red hot, I think his fourth round value was last 10, he's more of an own, um, taking my non-biased version of this, uh, Van Vliet's probably a hotter pickup. Um, the second unit is just so, so good. And like we've been saying, they've been one of the best units in basketball. So, moving on. Boston, Greg Monroe is okay. Like, I don't care. I'd, I'd rather own the unicorn up for sure uh, over Monroe. Again, I am a slave to upside. Uh, also, interesting to see that Daniel Theis still played a good amount of minutes next to Monroe. I thought that was a big takeaway. Um, Baines minutes dropped a little bit as expected. So if, if you're, I don't really see any like, drop Baines for the unicorn all day. <laughs> what else? Yeah, we're good there. Kelly Oubre, man, make some freaking shots, buddy. <laughs> he's been my, he's been a duddy basically. Forty and slip on my part, but I still believe, man. The minutes are so high. He's usually pretty good in steals. His boards have been solid. Just make some shots, dude. So I still really like him. If you wanted to drop for Hill Hart. Or whoever, obviously Beasley, sure. Um, if Uber's your worst player. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, Gortat didn't get traded. That's probably a good thing. No. Beal's just a killer. Beal's been just incredible lately. Oh, I forgot to add my DJA stat. So he had 12 potential assists yesterday, and then he had 9 assists. So most of his passes that he made were good. That's assist potential assists. So he passed to a guy... 
And it would have been an assist had he made it, but he didn't. So he had only three of those. That's really, 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 really high. Also notice, too, random stat. Spencer Dinwiddie, his last game had 25 potential assists. Only got 11 of them. And also three secondary assists. Um, so he's also a really big winner. Didn't get traded, man. Um, definitely, he's kind of... So many nets are going to be pickups of the year. Like him and Jared Allen are going to be league winners, I think. Especially with Russell struggling. Okay, so back on track with the Hornets and Blazers. Really nothing going on there. We'll skip it. Blazers, kind of same thing. Mo Harkless has been pretty good. Um, I'm okay adding him. He's played well enough to earn more minutes, but kind of is what it is. He's been so bad for us. Um, He's not the new shiny toy anymore, but we were really high on him earlier, and we missed that one. Uh, I will take my L's when appropriate. Uh, Yeah. Dallas. Talked about them a little bit earlier, but Dennis Smith Jr. is really coming on. We need him to make his free throws. That's huge, but the... The other non-scoring stats are really coming around. I think he's up for a big finish. Talked about Powell already. Uh, Wes is fine. Not getting traded big. I don't, he's not going to get bought out. He really likes it in Dallas. Warriors, nothing really going on there. They got to get their turnovers down. Kind of know the dealio there. Russell Westbrook shockingly didn't play last night. I saw a lot of DFS people were burned by that. And I would have I played him too. Like if I had a DFS pod yesterday, I would have said play him in tournaments, not in cash. But yeah, rough. So you lost money if you played Westbrook. Um, with the high price tag and all, but Felton's okay. You're not picking him up. More concerned about Carmelo missing time. Um, Jeremy Grant was kind of down. Did have his two blocks. He's decent, man. Um, I think he's a better pickup than um, Hazonia, I guess, depending on what you're looking for. But I think I think Grant could stay hot with Robertson out for a little bit. So uh, I'm always on. And also, shout out to Evan Silva. Uh, he's also on Team Jeremy Grant. Uh, we love that guy. Um, just highlight factor, man. We love those guys. Okay, so let's see if we got... I think that kind of does it for today. Hope the solo pods are good. John Henson's back. And that's pretty much it. Nothing really going down. Um, oh, Markeith Morris is dinged up. He should be fine. And yeah. Okay, so we will get out of here on that again. I apologize. I'm sorry. I messed up on Boban. I messed up on Selden. Hope you guys understand. I thought the guys were going to tank. I, I will take my L there. And um, it's a big one. I have Boban pretty much everywhere. But it's good, man. I replaced him with the Unicornet. He's uh, so far so good. Uh, I'm Again, I will proudly say uh, I added him in the 30-man league Wednesday um, when I saw they were going to get called up, man. Upside, baby. We love it. So you guys take care. And enjoy your weekend and kill it. We're getting to the uh, nitty gritty for your fantasy leagues. Take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem 
of a detour.